Oh, can you hear me now? D, you there? Give me one second, guys. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> Yo, can you Yo, hear me? what's going on? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> All right. How's it going, man? Hey, man, it's going, bro. It is going. That's oh. good. That's good. All right, Christian will be joining us in a bit. His computer is updating, so yeah. let's go over the formalities real quick. If you haven't already, go over to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash very faithful podcast. For those of you that are on Twitter, uh, we can't see your chat, so go over to our YouTube channel. Um, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is ffpod49. Instagram is very faithful podcast, but all the way out. And... For those of you on Twitch, go over to twitch.tv backslash very faithful podcast. We're on there too. Give us a, a follow on that one. Follow us and like our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash ffpod49. And I think that will do it. Um, let's go ahead and get started, man. Um, we're going to recap the draft. Uh, what are your thoughts on this year's draft class and uh, 49ers picks? I'm going to preface my comments by saying I have nothing against the players. I was of a different mindset when it came to the draft as far as what we should do and the direction that we should go. That is initially why if you were watching, you know, um, the 49ers High podcast where we were there, I reacted the same way Matt did when we drafted Drake Jackson. It is annoying. I'm just going to be 100. It's annoying as hell that every time we get a first pick, we draft a damn defensive lineman. I'm tired of seeing the shit. I really, I really don't care for it, and I know a lot of people don't like that, and everybody has their opinions, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine, and if you don't like my opinion, I really truthfully don't care. <laughs> the whole point of it is I'm tired of watching defensive linemen go with the first damn pick. It, it's every year. Oh, what what is in the first round? Defensive lineman. Outside of Trey Lance being drafted in the first round and then them jumping back into the first round for Brandon Ayuk, ever since Kyle and John have been here, it has always been a defensive lineman. Some people think that that is a good thing, that you're supposed to build the line for the draft. That's nice and dandy, but here's the issue. When you do that, all you do is wind up leaving your quarterback of the future with no offensive line. So that that was why I didn't initially like it. I did have some time to go ahead and review the film, and I might be changing a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I feel like we could go over uh, one by one on each pick and uh, get thoughts on each player. Um, so you want to go ahead and start off with that? 
Yes, give me just a second. I think I'm going to switch out because I think my internet is on one, so I think I have to switch to my phone because <laughs> this is really acting up right now. So let me just do that, and I'm going to drop out here. All right. All right. All right. Go. Is that good? Yep, that's good. All right. I'm not like spotty and chatty and all that crap. Nope. You're good. Good. Yeah, because for some ungodly reason, it was like moving yeah. slow and this and that. Uh, all good, all uh, good. Yeah, man. I, I, We can definitely go over the picks. I just started okay. doing my research on them. I've been very busy. Uh, okay. Actually been out of town. Took the wife to uh, Corpus Christi to see the Selena Museum and all that good stuff. So we are uh, working. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been busy too myself. My uh, class just graduated on Wednesday, so okay. I'm taking some vacation time um, now for the next week. So I'll be uh, chilling and looking at some film too myself. <laughs> there you go, man. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, all right, let's start it off with uh, pick number 61, Drake Jackson from USC. Um what are your thoughts on Drake Jackson? From some of the film I saw all over Twitter, he looks actually pretty damn good. Um, I think he could be a, a plus one with Nick Bosa on the other end. Yeah, so I watched a highlight film. Um, shout out to a Just Bombs Productions. That dude does a really good job on putting together highlight films of players. Uh, so this is what I would say. I initially when we did it, I'm like, oh great, another defensive lineman, fantastic. Jesus Christ. What else is he, what else are we gonna draft? <laughs> but I will tell you from the film, we got ourselves a star. That kid yeah. has an unstoppable motor. He he like he doesn't quit on the play ever. His bull rush is nice, but his bend and flex and his like swim move, yeah, this this yeah. And the number one thing I like about him is what I was saying all along for our defensive line. Get your hands up. Mm-hmm. Drake Jackson bats down passes, and he intercepts it. Like, this kid is is, is pretty amazing from what I saw, man. He, he's definitely a star. So I I like Drake Jackson. What do you think of him? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. I like him, too, from – I mean, from what I saw, like I said, on Twitter from people posting his video from USC, mm-hmm. uh, that kid is a stud. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the 49ers D-line and um, the help that he will give Nick Bosa for sure. Um, I'm like, I'm in awe with this guy. Um, like, like how you were when we were on the show with uh, Matt and Zach on the hive during the draft um we were we were upset with that pick right but it wasn't because of the players just because what the niners do for the past six out of eight years that they've been doing drafting defensive end but um like i said the guy i'm excited to see man i'm really excited to see um christian my guy christian what's up dude so sorry my freaking computer was being a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> all good, bro. All good. 
Joey says people smarter than me like him, so I'm gonna listen to them. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, Drake Jackson. What are your take on it, uh, Christian? I mean, I can I can tell you I wasn't happy when we made the the pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole time we were up to leading up to the draft, we were just saying how we all be kind of pissed off if they went edge, which they did, but. It seems like the rest of the draft and like so the back half of the draft was pretty good and got and filled some of the positions we needed. So um I feel like for this guy, maybe a second pick makes sense, even though I mm-hmm. feel like could have he could have been a third round pick too. But what it seems like to me, him being a US a USC guy and not living up to his potential because USC has been terrible at developing their talent the last you know, ten years. Like, they've been bad. Like, when you're constantly losing to three-star recruits when you're a bunch of five-star recruits, that has to do with coaching and their and USC's ability to, um, you know, just forgot the freaking word. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> develop, their inability to develop the talent. So I'm excited to see that if, uh, with the right coaching, if he can uh, – become a dog for us. Uh, yeah, I, I would say he probably has the potential because he was apparently supposed to be really good when he went to USC and he had flashes, but they never, you know, developed him. So he, he's probably, you know, he's coming in really raw, but also has a chance to possibly be really good. And had he gone to the right school, maybe could have been a first round pick. At least that's yeah. what I about him. So. Okay. So here, here's his stats. Drake Jackson, his first year, his freshman year, mind you, he left high school early to get in. Um, Drake Jackson had 26 uh, tackles. He had, I'm oh, sorry, he had 46 total tackles, 26 solo, 20 assisted, um, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, five and a half sacks. His next year at SC, he had a uh, it looks like five and a half sacks, and then just in 2021, he had eight and a half sacks. I'm sorry, he had a – okay, I'm reading this wrong. He had five and a <laughs> half tackles for a loss in 2020, eight tackles for a loss in 2021, two sacks in 2020, and five sacks in 2021. Uh, so for a grand total of 12 and a half sacks over his three-year career, so obviously that averages out to four uh, per year just about. Um, but he's got, you know, he's, he's got two interceptions. He's pretty good. He's got a couple of passes to pitch. He's got four over his total career. But what, what it is is uh, SC had him playing DN slash linebacker, so they never dedicated him to a specific spot. Um, what I think they envision him as far as the Niners is that they envision him as a defensive end. I think they feel that he is a pure edge rusher. He is able to stand, and he's actually pretty good. Like, this guy's reading react skills are flat-out disgusting. Like, it's insane what he can do. Um, and, Joey, I need uh, I need this GIF you didn't make, bro. I, I, you, got, you got a GIF. I need to see this thing, man, because everybody saw my reaction. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, said, I think Drake Jackson is a stud, though, uh, after watching the uh, tape on him. I think he's going to be a really, really good, good player for us. And with the coaching of Chris Kosarek, 
Yeah, yeah. game over for that kid. Like you, you know, he always gets the best out of his defense mm-hmm. line, and that kid is is in for a treat being able to come in and be screamed at by one of the best. Even though he never, even though it sounds like he loses his voice like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> it, it seems like all this, all he needs is the right coaching, um, and he could be pretty good. I mean, when you think about USC, though, too, the only uh, only position they seem to be really great at regardless of coaching is receiver other than that that they've been so terrible at like producing talent to the nfl lately because they just their coaching and everything's been freaking absolutely atrocious mm-hmm. yeah and okay and, and, okay go ahead oh sorry um so joey sent the the gif and i'm gonna share it on here oh no um <laughs> yeah go get your wife so she can see <laughs> so I'll, I'll show her right. we're done, man. She, she, she. Right, I'm, I'm good. I'm one of. I people make fun of me. I laugh, bro. I don't. I, I'm not talking to you about it, but I didn't know he made the GIF. Yeah, shit. This is uh, funny as hell. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that's priceless. One more time, one more time. (laughs) Dude, the only only thing I can think to caption of this is these fools. (laughs) Nah, not even these fools. These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. (laughs) These motherfuckers. It just, I mean, you know, right before you came on, as we were saying, six out of the last eight years, what did we draft? With our first pick, a defensive, defensive line. Defensive end. So it, it it drives me insane. So we like like think about it like this: we traded DeForest Buckner only to draft Javon Kinlaw. Why did we trade DeForest Buckner for someone who was injury prone and an unfinished product when we had a finished product? Who didn't miss the game? Mm-hmm. I know. These are things that I think about that people are like, "Oh, you 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 have no idea what you're talking about. You you just." You're stupid, man. You don't know anything. I'm like, I just that that's just logic, though. You telling me that DeForest Buckner's not better than Javon Kinlaw? I can tell you right now. We yeah. don't even we don't even know because Kinlaw hasn't played enough. I mean, if he stays healthy, like they says, knees healthy. We're His rookie out this year. year. His rookie year wasn't too bad, it, but yeah. you know, there, there wasn't. He spent his rookie year, which was the COVID year, and it kind of sucked for him because. You know, we had not much of anything around him, really. You know, I think he had that game where he had the interception, you know, and the, and the touchdown, which was nice. But he's good still, it was run. definitely, yeah. definitely a really rough, rough situation after that year because, unfortunately, he wound up being injured. But we knew he was injured when we drafted him, and John has done that several times. But That's if true. He, if he's healthy all season, I think our run game is going to be pretty – it's gonna be pretty tough to run on run on us because Armstead should be able to stay inside, which obviously he's way better at. And then you have Kinlaw next to him. It's well, gonna be if, it's if gonna be Kinlaw hard to run can, on him. If Kinlaw can do anything like what DJ Jones did this year, yeah, forget the forget running on us. He yeah. Just, yeah. Don't waste your time. Just running the ball is going to be a moot point. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the next pick that the Niners um, got. Round three, pick ninety-three. Um, 
I'm hearing a lot of good things about this guy. Wasn't too happy with this pick either. Uh, I know you guys weren't either. Um, but let's go ahead. You and might go play GMF again for that. <laughs> How the hell do you make that? What the hell can you do or say to make this pick? Pick. I know. Fucking sense. Um, they picked Tyrion Davis Price, running back from LSU. We don't fucking need any running backs. We got here's, here's, another here's, running back. <laughs> here's what here's what they're saying. Because I feel like the first pick was John and the second pick was Kyle. Here's what they're saying about Tyrion Davis, uh, Ty Davis Price, is that he's great at pass pro. And you know yeah, exactly. I felt the same way when they drowned. I was like, dude, I think I was more I annoyed with the second pick. <laughs> well, my thing is, is we have four running backs. The fuck mm. do we need with another one? And everybody's like, oh man, you know, you're just being a Debbie down. I'm like, no, think about it. We have Jeff Wilson Jr., Jermichael Hasty, Elijah Mitchell, and Trey Summers. So what you're telling me right now, what I did, this, this is just how this makes me feel. A lot of people have 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 tried to sway my decision on it. I I I, I am am unable to be phased on this one. You're telling me that you've already given up on Trey Summers. Yeah. I was gonna ask play, you that too. See, I don't see he it that was a way. healthy scratch for most of the year, mm-hmm. and randomly you come back in the third round of draft, another yeah. damn running back. We've like, you're not this. making sense. We've discussed I, I know this. That go Sherman's ahead. game doesn't correlate to, to have with Jimmy with Jimmy at quarterback. That's what. That's why. Look at the quarterbacks no, I, Sherman played with in college and the way he runs the ball. It does not correlate with the way Jimmy plays quarterback. And Sherman's better than Wilson and Hasty, so. They can get easily get rid of one of those ones, preferably either of them, honestly, but preferably hasty. There's no reason to keep him if we draft drafted this guy in the third round. But to get rid of Sermon, I is mean, stupid. like for me, I'm I'm just thinking it makes sense, and I felt like it was just a Kyle pick, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, the main reason that I had that I had the disappointment that I have with this draft is we have a young quarterback coming in that is supposed to be ready to take over. And you know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have either guard or goddamn center because we have a center who's teetering on retirement and we don't have neither one of the guard spots shored up. While everybody else is going, oh, man, you know, you don't need to be worried about that. Like, we're great, we're this, we're that. No, I do need to be worried about it. <clears throat> you know why? Because I don't want to sit up there and watch my young quarterback get fucking murdered. Because you guys don't know who the hell's gonna play those spots. I'm sorry, I can't trust Kyle and John when they say, "Oh, well, you know, Aaron had a, a shot at cracking the starting lineup. We just we had such a good thing going. You know, we didn't want to mess with it." Are you fucking serious? Me and tell me you was gonna sit Lakin Tomlinson for Aaron Banks. You were gonna sit Daniel Brunskill for Aaron Banks. No, you weren't. The man didn't even suit up until the end of the season, and that was only for special fucking teams. Letting so Tomlinson. you can't tell me that you have faith in what you have in the building, and then you have a center who is basically saying, I might come back, yeah, I might not. That, to me, creates too much uncertainty for a young quarterback that will need to have a solid offensive line in front of him to be able to run the offense that he needs to run. I know that a lot of people may say, oh, well, you know, you got to give him time to develop him. Let me tell you something. When you have holes on the offensive line, you ain't got time to develop people. You just got to throw people on the field 
and play fucking any mini mighty mo and figure out who's gonna best fit the goddamn system. And that to me tells me that you guys obviously don't know who the hell you're gonna put at either spot. And I don't want Daniel Brunsko sliding over the center. He was trash when he did it. So there, there's there's question marks on the offensive line, and I feel I like taking Trey Lance was worth more and it was more of a priority than getting another damn edge rusher when you sign three extra edge three extra edge rushers in the damn offseason and then you turn around and draft another edge rusher. What was the point of getting to Ray? What was the point of bringing back Hyatt? What was the point mm-hmm, of bringing yeah. back Gordon Willis? What was the mm-hmm. what's the significance of getting all people to do this job and then drafting a young kid and saying, oh, we like this guy. So you're going to wind up spending a bunch of money that we don't fucking have because number 10 is sucking up a lot of cap space while you guys consistently dick ride him. And now we, we bring in a new kid. Like what? Make it make sense. Doesn't make sense well, at all. I, I still think, take? I still think uh, letting Tomlinson walk is the biggest mistake we made. Uh, I would 100% stand by that agree. 100%. That was the one guy I wanted to sign more than anybody. That's the one yep. free agent I wanted to re-sign. Yep. yep. And we let yep. him walk. I think that was a mistake. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put more at left guard because if McGlinchey's back, he's going to be right tackle. So where are you going to put more? Mm-hmm. And more is good enough to start on any on all 32 teams. He's fucking. Yeah, he, he's pretty damn good if you ask me. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you see. Um possibly more playing guard and then I don't think they're going to freaking I don't know what they're going to do with Bronskill they're probably still going to let him start even though he sucks half the time not going to lie you put Bronskill at right tackle that's what I'm saying but we got McGlinchey though he was better better at tackle than he was at guard Um, and what what the issue is is we don't know when McGlinchey will be able to go and he's going to have to play every preseason game to mm-hmm. knock that rust off because we all know what Mike brings to the table. He is an elite run blocker. He is a shit pass blocker. And I guarantee you after mu- a muscle tearing off the bone, his pass blocking ain't about to get no damn better. I, yeah. I, I'd like to see Brunskill at right, in the, you know, especially if McGlinchey's not ready to come back. And you put, I guess you put Gain, uh, Banks at right guard, maybe more at left guard. And did you guys see that freaking how athletic that – one guy we drafted that plays multiple positions that we drafted at center. Yeah, yeah. That guy's a freaking okay. ath- that guy's a freaking athlete. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the idea of letting him play center. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle's um, going to try to get him the ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna have to see for sure, but I mean, we'll see what they do with uh, this running back. Um, I just don't know. I mean, we have so many damn running backs. It's just like, where's I mean, where's he gonna go? If you ask me, Wilson's he can go, and Hasty can both go. You have you think you they got, you got Mitchell you, and and Sermon, and then it, yeah. it's a big fall. To me, it's a big fall off after those two. Like I know everybody thinks that Sermon's this and Sermon's that. I'm like, no, Sermon was drafted to play with um, Lance, and I think Sermon would have got more of a chance if Lance had started last season. I think when they drafted Lance, they probably assumed he might actually have started. So that's why they drafted Sermon, and then it kind of all blew up, because, especially because when Lance got that injury in training camp. Yeah. So, you know, I just heard something about, you know, 
if he didn't get hurt in training camp, he might have been the starter. Who knows with this team? But I'll tell you what. You take Sermon and you let him go play with Kyler Murray in Arizona, the two of them will look like they did at Oklahoma. And you, I guarantee it. You run that freaking read option and stuff like that and let, let Kyler get comfortable with the running back he's comfortable with that he played in, with in college, freaking they'll light it up. Just yeah, the same way think? Sermon should light it up with uh, with um, Lance. And the only yeah. reason Mitchell's our number one is because we drafted him in the sixth round probably for special teams and other things, and nobody expected him to be as good as he was and be a starter in the NFL that that quickly. That was a fluke thing. Like, oh, we draft a guy in the sixth round who's really fucking fast. Kyle loves speed. And it just, boom, a freaking, you know, a diamond in the rough. Nobody expected that. Mm-hmm. So because that happened, you didn't have to force Sermon to go play with Jimmy because Mitchell took took that over, which Sermon's going to be – if we're running any kind of read option, Sermon's going to be in there a lot. Okay, so here's my question for both of you guys. Do you guys also think they drafted this running back because of the whole Debo situation as well? No. has nothing to do with it. No? no Kyle's, not, Kyle, Kyle's not going to run Debo in the backfield all the damn time. That's what I that's what when I was he saying do, too. When he doesn't have injuries. He did he probably drafted another running back who he feels is probably better than Wilson and Hasty that he can trust, that he's probably hoping to trust because if we have any injuries at running back, he doesn't want to have to go to Debo constantly. Yeah. That's that's that so it, what, what you're saying and that you just contradicted yourself, Christian. What you're saying in essence is yes, it is part of the reason. Uh, yeah, well, you did. I, no, I was saying, I was saying, but he's thinking, he's saying because Debo the trade stuff. I'm like, no, he's doing it because of no, injury, no, no. Re- injury, no. injury said, to our running back room. No, he and said Debo, injury. Yeah, no, Brandon stated injury. No, it wasn't yeah. trade stuff. Oh, I thought you were saying that's, the trade yeah, stuff. I misunderstood. Meant. I misunderstood. Well, yeah, so the no, injury. All good. Yeah, the injuries to our running back injury room. thing. Yeah. yeah, because the only reason Debo got the ball so much in the backfield because, because of the injuries that yes. Kyle's not going to do that. He's going to use Debo as a receiver. Like exactly. that's why the whole crap that came out about Debo and the usage and stuff like, dude, Kyle's not going to use you as a running back all the time. He didn't, nope. he didn't nope. before last season. He only did that because he didn't have a choice. Exactly. So he's David, not going to do Price, that. And Davis price is, is a, a hard hitter. He's not a home run hitter. He doesn't have any kind of elite speed. He only had 15 touchdowns in his three years at LSU. Um, you know, he's his receive. He only had 185 receiving yards over his whole uh, career. Never, he just topped the thousand yard mark um, this year, and he only played 12 games. His uh, his freshman season, he played uh, 14, and then his uh, 2020 season, he only played nine. So. I mean, he, he's not and, – and then I guess they say he's got really good pass pro. I haven't been able to get to him on uh, film yeah, study so and whatnot. But, I mean, he, he's, he hits the hole and he does – his style of play fits Kyle's system that he mm-hmm. runs. But, I, like, I don't, I don't really – like, when I looked at everything, I, I didn't see anything that made me say, wow, we made a smart pick with, the, with our third-round pick yeah. uh, by drafting this kid. I, I concur with Christian's thoughts that most likely we wound up uh, drafting him due to uh, it, Hasty and, and Jeff Wilson Jr. not necessarily being the healthiest of guys. 
And I think that Elijah Mitchell is, he stated uh, in, in the press conference that he's learning how to take better care of his body so that he can last all those games. So I definitely he, think we'll, we'll be fine there. He won't have, I don't think he'll have to the, have to have as many carries this year to begin with because I think you know, Kyle's going to, Kyle's trying to recreate the his run game that he had in uh, Atlanta. If you remember, that was a, you know, multi-back offense. Kyle's never been a one-back offense kind of guy. He wants, like, as many running backs as he can to put in constantly. Yep. So depending back on the play back, call I mean, and depending on the scheme is what running back's going to be at there at the, in there at the time. Yeah, I last agree. year, Last year, Kyle didn't have a chance because of so many injuries that Elijah Mitchell was just the freaking bell cow all season, and that's not really how Kyle likes to run his offense. So... um. I wouldn't be, you know, it makes sense that they got this guy because he can pass, maybe because he can pass block. But Kyle obviously saw something that fits his scheme, and that's probably mm-hmm. why he wanted him. Because, like Dion said, which I, I think I said, um, I don't, I don't know if I was on on the podcast on during the draft when, because I, I remember saying or maybe thinking to myself the same thing Dion said, where one pick was the, the John pick, one pick was the Kyle pick, and then they started making the picks that we actually needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking I think, that the whole time. I think you were on the podcast when you said that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, so like, I think um, Kyle just saw something that he likes and he went with it because everybody's saying he can pass block. Well, Sermon can pass block pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a bad pass blocker. I mean, you seen the guy's legs are built like tree trunks. Any guy with tree yeah. trunk for legs is going to be a good pass blocker as a running back. <laughs> so yeah. But Facts. like go back and if you like go back, especially and watch like Sermon's film in Oklahoma, he passed block a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, do you guys think also too the reason why they didn't draft uh, a center is because maybe Alex did. Math. Well, I'm saying like early in the rounds though. Oh, like earlier, you know what I mean? Uh, is because Alex Mack might be staying after all. I, I, honestly. What I feel like they 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 value that you can get offensive linemen late in 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 drafts and they can turn into yeah. top guys because of all the of all the freaking positions in the NFL, you can pretty much draft an offensive lineman anywhere and if they just have the skill set, they can be a starter in the NFL regardless of where they were yeah. drafted. That tends yeah. to happen a lot. So, I mean, obviously, obviously though, to be fair, the first round draft lineman tend to be all pro freaking mm-hmm. you know hall of fame type offensive linemen the ones that do go in the first round because they're that fucking like generational talent good mm-hmm. but you can take a f- third fourth fifth sixth round offensive lineman and turn them into a freaking starter in the nfl i mean look at bill belichick he took a guy that should have probably gone in the third round in the first round for yeah offensive lineman but that uh, that guy's probably going to be a starter and do just to find find enough job to keep his job because he's an offensive lineman. Yeah. All right, let's go on to our next pick. Um, this one was a very interesting pick for me um, because I feel like we're pretty decent at this position right now. But um, wide receiver Danny Gray from Southern uh, Myth- Mythis University. Methodist. Um, Methodist University. Yeah, Dion, what's your take on this one? <laughs> um, to me, it sounds like he's 
you know, he was going after a burner. From what I see, this guy's pretty fast. He can take the top off of the defense, which was initially the reason that he brought in Travis Benjamin, but he never did any of that. I think he scored like one touchdown the whole time he was here, so that was a waste. Uh, but that's another situation. Uh, so, I mean, he went to SMU. Looks like he had 82 receptions for 1,251 yards, 13 TDs over two years. Um, it's pretty good. You know, and I think they brought him in, honestly, to compete with Ray Ray McLeod for special teams, possibly the slot position. But I think he's just a take-the-top-off-the-team-defense kind of guy. Um, saw a little bit of stuff on Twitter, you know, seeing him work out and kind of run routes. And I mean, it's all well and good, but, you know, I honestly – Right now, with Debo, Ayuk, and Jennings kind of holding down at those those first three spots, I see him being on the field if we decide to go into a four-wide receiver set um, and him being the guy that runs a go-route because he's not going to have anybody that keeps up with him because of his speed. But yeah, it, it, was, it was lackluster. It's kind of another situation where I'm looking like, so he drafted an edge, a running back, and a wide receiver, Trey Lance doesn't have a center or two or either guard, and you're basically telling me you're okay with what we have in camp. Got it. So, eh. yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was my next question I was going to ask you, but you already covered it. Um, was do you think Gray was going to be the next Kendrick Bourne type type of player in the slot? Because uh, to me personally, I thought it was going to be Jawan Jennings. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe both of them will compete for that position possibly. I think Gray is more so is strictly that take your take top off the defense kind of guy. He may be able to run routes and do things of that nature, and that's cool. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, his speed is why he got drafted. Okay. I mean, that, that's why I said over, over two years, you've got 13 TDs, you know, and you, you're not too bad when it comes to special teams and stuff like that. So you'll probably see him be competing with Ray Ray McLeod for the kick and punt return duties. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't really foresee him beating out Jennings due to Jennings knowledge of the playbook. Okay. They're different. They're, they're two different types of receivers. Jennings didn't get yeah. beat out by a, so here's where I'm at with that. Kyle tried it with Marquise Goodwin. It didn't work out. And he tried it with Travis Benjamin. It didn't work out. So he said, fuck it. I'm going to draft one. So he fucking drafted one. He wants a burner. Yeah. Part of his offense, the way his offense is supposed to work, this way his scheme is supposed to work, it's supposed to have a burner in there, and he hasn't found one that he trusts yet. So he drafted one that he can hopefully, he's probably thinking, I can shape this guy to how I want him to fit my freaking scheme, and I'm going to have that burner in there to take the top off the defense. And now he's got a quarterback that can actually do that on top of that. So you have a quarterback yeah. who every chance he gets wants to freaking let everybody see how strong his arm is and freaking f- let that ball fly. And now you got a guy who can who can do that. Kyle's whole I think Kyle's thinking he's got the guy his guy that is gonna be his his his, you know, burner that he's been trying to get for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, you know, he Goodwin didn't work out, Benjamin didn't work out. Those are you know, bringing in veterans, trying it that way. Now we're trying it through the draft. This guy's freaking. This guy can freaking fly. He has good hands. He can catch the ball well. So, 
I don't I don't see having to worry about this guy's not gonna be, you know, trying to battle for the third spot. He's gonna be hey, go in there and go deep and catch the ball. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, um Dion brought up a good point too. He's probably gonna be battling with Ray Ray McLeod with the special teams unit. Um, especially because of his speed. Mm-hmm. So he'd be a um pretty well and- on kick return. Well, when you think when you think about it too, you see if you have that guy on, you know, out there, especially on run mm-hmm. plays, if you have him out there, he's gonna he's gonna help the run game just because you know, the DBs and safeties and be worried that if if it's not a run play, he's gonna be blazing by him. So it's gonna help the play action. It's gonna it's gonna I think help the run game a lot just because, even as a rookie with that kind of speed, you mm-hmm. don't just you don't just ignore that speed. So yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go on to our next pick. Um, round four, pick one thirty-four. Uh, Spencer Burford, University of Texas at San Antonio, offensive line. Um, I was a bit more happy about this pick. Um, from, from the looks of it, he looks like he he'd be a good uh offensive line guy, especially to uh protect Trey Lance. Um, Dion, what's your take on this? I was actually happy when they finally drafted an offensive lineman. Um, the thing is, is you know Kyle. Um, he mm-hmm. he likes versatile offensive linemen. He wants you to be able to play any position. So kind of drafting this kid who primarily played as a left tackle, if I'm not mistaken, um, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't too bad, you know. But I mean, you, you kind of look at it and you go, "Well, look at this." I UTSA, really small school, you know. Um, not a lot of crazy competition, so you, you kind of look at it and go, it's a little lackluster because you waited so long. And when we drafted with our first pick, there were some pretty good offensive linemen available. But at the end of the day, it was another offensive line pick. The guy can't play a few positions. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. Thank you for going out and getting somebody because last year you told us you didn't have faith in anyone that you drafted as far as offensive linemen. Christian, I don't know a lot about the guy. I was like, I, I was just glad we we finally drafted. Same. Uh, <laughs> an offensive lineman. Um, I don't. I don't really know much about him, so I can't really speak a lot on it. Uh, but the way I see that, the way that this team seems to like to put the offensive line together is, it's just going to be a fucking jumble. Well, they're just going to go in there and fucking. Oh, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Oh, this guy's fucking actually pretty good here. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. When they freaking come out week one, oh, here's our fucking makeshift offensive line. Let's see how it does. Yeah, uh, so I'm kind of reading it right now. It says that he only allowed two sacks and one hit on the quarterback in 420 pass blocking snaps, according to Pro Football Focus. That's beautiful. If that's yeah. the case, then I'm, I'm definitely happy. You know, I'd rather just go ahead and get a guy that can do stuff like that. We should mm-hmm. be fine. And you don't always have to go to a big school. To be a star in the league, you know, you can come from Central Michigan and be Joe State. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, we'll go on to our next one. Um, I thought this was a nice pick. Um, he's pretty excited to work with everybody. Um, and then in the Niners, um, um, organization got it i lost my train of thought right now trying to read joey's comment 
Uh, he said, someone said they're just letting all the linemen fight for jobs and whoever stands out wins. That's what I just said. That. It's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Outside of, uh, honestly, outside Hilarious. of McGlinchey and uh, Trent Williams, that line basically is just an open competition. And yep, yep. We've yep. got to hope and pray that they make the right decisions to protect Trent to be fair, yes, Trent Williams is a leader on that uh, on that offensive line, so I'm sure he's gonna he'll have some input. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. He'll, I think he'll help coach up some of those guys too. He's yeah. he's he's a he's a leader like that, so I think that's a be- yeah. that's a huge benefit. Yeah, exactly. All right, so um, our next pick is Samuel Womack, uh, wide or uh, my bad, why I don't know why I said wide receiver. But a uh, cornerback from University of Toledo. Um, he's five foot nine, 189 pound. He ran a 4.39 in the 40 yard dash. Um, he led the uh, MAC in passes defense in 2019, 2020, 2021. He also led the team in interceptions in his 2021 season. Um, Dion, your take? Um, I mean, nice to have another defensive back. I honestly would have preferred them to draft a guy that I interviewed, Al Young. I think he's uh, extremely talented and a lot better than most of these defensive backs that were drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like this guy had he played. He, he was he was there five years, so 2017 all the way to uh, no four years, 2017 all the way to 2021. But um, you know he had one interception, then none. Two, then none, then two again. So, and what that tells me is he's very Jimmy Wardish when it mm-hmm. comes to the sessions. He'll get a few, and then after that, you can forget about it. It all turns into PDs. Um, his best year for passing defense was in 2019. He had 15. Um, and then he had actually he tied that again in 2021. So, it tells me he's got an eye for the ball. And he's got a feel for the ball just with those numbers and those stats. And, you know, I, I like a ball hawking defensive back and or safety myself. So, I mm-hmm. mean, good pick. You know, we, we definitely need some depth. And yep. I saw that we, we went ahead and re-signed Jason Barrett. So, we're yes, putting all our chips to the middle of the table, hoping that he winds up being a, a number one guy. And then, you know, you still got every Thomas. You still have the Amador Illinois. You still have Emmanuel Mosley. You signed Charverius Ward. So the depth now is there. It's there. And there's yeah. no excuse as it pertains to us going digging in the garbage for Darquez Denard and Josh Norman and uh, I forget the guy that got his soul taken by, you know, Drake or Patrick, uh, who yes. got his soul taken by, you know, Benjamin. Um, <laughs> I think he's still trying to find his life right now. So, I mean, I like it to, to add depth to the uh, defensive backfield. So, uh, I, I'll, I'll give that one probably like B minus. Uh, so, we got 49ers throwback says uh, Samuel Womack will start in the slot. That, okay. That's what I was thinking is going to happen. Yeah. He's got yeah. to take, he's got, he's got some competition there. He's got to beat out the Arnold or and a couple of other people. Um, so, he's got, he's got time to, to build himself. Uh, to climb himself up that depth chart because it's pretty deep and you got some fairly good players because Mosley's done mm-hmm. the skull pad. Every Thomas blossomed into a, an amazing defensive back after yeah, looking like hot garbage. So, 
it, it's definitely um, definitely competition based. What do you think, Christian? I think um, I think we're definitely probably going to stacking up the corner room because we're just assuming there might be some injuries, so we're we're going to be pretty stacked at that at the position this this season. So hopefully, it won't be such a um, liability. Yeah, uh, I like this guy because it seems like he's a burner. He's pretty fast, running a what'd you say a four two? Uh, four three nine. Four three. That's still pretty freaking fast. Yeah. So yeah, he probably can play the slot. Um, I like. I feel like I like this pick because it sounds like, even though he played in a smaller conference, smaller team, he was the, you know, the, the top of that, of of his you know competition. He was the best of his competition. So I definitely would say that. Um, Sometimes just because these guys go to a small school uh, mm-hmm. doesn't always mean shit. And if he's, you know, goes in a later round, but he's also was one of the best in uh, at his position in his in his conference, you know, whatever. Yeah, I I, I don't see no reason that he can't be a bona fide starter in the league. I I think um, that's the thing with these later picks, though, is I think sometimes people think just because they went later in the round, they're not good. They, they, their chances of being a bona fide starter are less. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, mid round guys tend to be the longest lasting NFL players in the league. Yeah. I mean, you talk about like all these first round picks, right? Like how they always end up being like, there's like maybe four, three or four in a, in a first round that might end up being like long lasting, like guys, but how many mid rounders in the, in the league, in the history of the league are the ones that, that turn around and have the, the best careers and like, you don't expect it. So yeah, um, I exactly. like this pick. I feel like he's going to be, uh, can help contribute to this team. Um, I'm excited to see uh, how he does. Uh, I think this is definitely probably one of our better picks of the draft, to be honest. Yeah. I think this guy can ball. I think he probably got a knock. I bet I bet you got most of a knock because of the conference that he played in and the lesser competition he played against. Um, but I don't always feel that that's a testament to anything because the two greatest receivers, shit, the three greatest receivers of all time, all went to the smallest hell schools: Mississippi Valley, Chattanooga, Mississippi Valley, and uh, Marshall mm-hmm. is the other is the other one. Because I'm saying three is. Uh, um, Randy Moss. So, like, three of the smallest schools gave us the three greatest receivers of all time. So, yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Our next pick, Nick Zakulich. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, um, offensive I, line. I have it here, so I'm trying to take a look. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Samuel Womack. And, yeah, I, I'm not about to. All right, uh, so we'll, we'll just say big boy Nick. Yeah, big boy Nick. <laughs> big boy Nick. Offensive line from uh, Fordham University. Um, he was a uh, 2021 team captain and the leader of the, uh, the Fordham offensive line. He earned all Patriot League honors in the past three years. 2020-2021 uh, first team all Patriot League selection and was named uh, academic all Patriot League in 2020-2021. Locker I mean, um, another another offensive lineman. Another guy seems yep. kind of like a leader, um, mm-hmm. but another another small school type of dude. 
it seems like that's what they were doing when they drafted the offensive lineman. They didn't want to go after anybody from a big-name school. And once mm-hmm. again, these are the type of guys that basically say, you know, that, that Kyle looks at and says, I like these guys because I can put them wherever I want. I can play, you know, checkers with them until I figure out where they fit right. And then once they fit in the right spot and I know where, where they are, who they are, then mm-hmm. I can play chess. Um, going back to our fifth round pick, I honestly predict this dude to be a star because that's where John Lynch seems to make his money. He does fairly well in the fifth and sixth rounds. So I expect this kid to come in and compete uh, on that offensive line. And uh, I'm happy that we went ahead and picked him. Christian? Uh, I definitely, I just want to say, like, uh, Kyle, I think more than anything, values uh, intellect. I think that he values it highly. I think that's why he chose Lance over the other guys that he picked because he's one of the smartest, if not the smartest quarterback that was in the draft Mm -hmm. that year. So um, I'm definitely uh, excited. You know, we got a – sounds like in the league that he played in, he was a dog. And being intelligent, he's going to – it shouldn't be too hard for him to pick up the – the offense, not a mat, not to mention, it'd be easy to coach him up because he's intelligent. So, um, just kind of have to see. Like I, I think, um, getting a guy in in uh, the back end of the round like that, I, you never know. But I, I just feel like we do so well in these late uh, round picks, um, and I, I kind of just, I don't know why, I just have like a a trust when it comes to late round pick positions. We got a of what position we picked in the middle middle round to late rounds. Um, is this the one that plays multiple positions that was catching balls? Which is the one, What's the one that was freaking catching? No, um, that is not him. He was the UDFA, and we're getting there. Okay. Yeah, we're getting I there. Remember, I can't remember all the picks. There's freaking yeah, we, yeah, had a, we had a shit ton of picks, hold, and we did nothing. That, we didn't trade back or trade down anything. So Hold, hold that yeah. thought. Cause that, that was, yeah. that was the guy that a lot of people were talking about. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're almost there. Yeah, uh, Joey said Big Boy Nick has a RAS of nine point eight five. What is RAS? What's up? Yeah, uh, run, I, don't, I don't. I don't know all this freaking analytic shit. This, this that's knowledge above my, that's above my pay grade, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> you said that's above that's my pay grade. Like I'm old school. I don't understand this analytic <laughs> shit. Um. All right. So we'll just move on to the next one. Um, we're good. This is in round six. We uh, drafted Kalia Davis from University of Central Florida, a defensive line guy. Um, another big boy. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited to see what, what he could bring brings to the table. Uh, what's your what's your take on this pick, uh, Dion? I, I don't know why we drafted another defensive lineman. Like, what, why? Are we I, – I, I, it baffles me because last year, man, we had depth upon depth upon depth. Like we had like at least like three sets of defensive linemen. And now we're back at it. Okay. Uh, relative athletic score is RAS. Okay. So I, I'm going to safely gotcha. assume that if he mentioned that, then it's definitely a good stat. I'm still not very familiar with it, but <laughs> I, I listen and understand. Uh, but I mean, the guy had four sacks his whole college career. He didn't even play in 2020. Where do you play? Um, uh, UCF, University UCF. of Central Florida. 
They're pretty freaking dead. They I mean, were dead for, for a little while. Like, there's not, there's like nothing stands out. So no. I, I, I don't understand why we drafted another defensive lineman. For what? We don't need that. You know, we could have yeah. stayed. We could have stood to draft another linebacker because, you know, all we got is Fred, Dre, and Aziz. After yeah. that, it gets real shaky. And somebody's like, well, what about Oren Burks? He's going to be there for special teams. Oren mm. Burks is not a starter. If any of those dude, dudes go down, I don't see Oren Burks stepping in and filling, this, filling the spot and doing his job properly. Okay? He looked more like a damn lawyer than he looks like a football player. But that's the story for another day. <laughs> so from – from what I got here, it says that uh, he started the first five games of the 2021 season, recorded 17 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, one sack with three quarterback pressures in just five games. Davis was named an AAC Defensive Player of the Week and earned preseason third team all-conference honors. I mean, it doesn't really say much, pick, right? It's a John Lynch pick. He sees potential. He, I think... They like, I think that you know, our def- with our defensive line, I think we like to have a lot of guys that can constantly rotate to keep them fresh. Yeah, and this is a possible uh, you see from injury too. Take this guy thinking that he maybe could have went earlier. We probably best player available type pick, maybe. Yeah, um, that's what it seems like at least. And they're probably hoping this guy can contribute, uh, and come in and on a rotation so he won't play like a, a ton. Um, but anytime you're playing on a defensive line with Nick Bosa, you're gonna you're gonna probably contribute. So uh, it just is like a, this is just like the rich get richer kind of pick. If, if when you yeah. think about it, we want to have a constant rotation with the defensive linemen. Um, uh, so we'll just kind of have to see yeah. if he ends up making the team and pans out. But I, I, I this is probably just a you know let's take the best player available. John Lynch is like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. You got to remember, John Lynch loves him. Them D linemen. Yep, that's true. Warren, Warren Sapp ruined ruined it for us, guys. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Mr. Lynch's best friend, and mm-hmm. uh, who you know, you got, that's what Lynch is always trying to do. Though he's trying to rebuild that Tampa Bay defense he played on. Mm-hmm. That's that's. The, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just I always have a feeling that that's what Lynch is always trying to do. <laughs> he's trying to like rebuild that. That's why, like Kinlaw, you know who he, who he, what he saw, he probably thought Kinlaw looked, reminded him of Warren mm-hmm. Sapp. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, Fortnite's throwback brought up um, our next guy that we drafted, Tariq Castro Fields from Penn State University, defensive back. Um, y'all also like this pick as well as Frindas. Plays in the Big Ten. You can't ever hate on a Big Ten corner. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, another DB, adding mm-hmm. more depth, more competition. Um, the guy's got three interceptions over, a, looks like, a five-year span. Um, he didn't play much in 2020, played all 12 games in 2021. Um, I mean, like, it's nice to have uh, a bunch of depth at DB and a bunch of competition, but I think that's all he was really brought in for. Most of the draft picks that you find usually are uh, are, are hit or miss. 
and, and we all have to take that into account. But, I mean, I don't hate the pick. Um, and I love me some defensive backs. But he did play the Big Ten, as Christian said. So you got to yeah. like that. He played against some serious competition. You know, so he's got uh, 25 passes defensed over his whole career. So I like that. At a bare minimum, he knocks the ball down. So can't be too mad at that. Yep. Joey says a year late, but everyone finally got a field from the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey always saying, coming with the jokes. Yeah, and then we had him on live, and he was quiet as a mouse. Yeah, right? I think, he, I think, I, I think he's a keyboard warrior, boys. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's this situation where he's he's better off screen than on, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, but I'll take it. Keep the keep stuff coming, Joey. <laughs> all right, y'all. And our last um, pick of the 2022 NFL draft. We got the last pick of the NFL draft as well, Mister Irrelevant. Brock Purity, Iowa State University quarterback. I like this pick. He is a senior. His senior year in Iowa State, he earned the AP First Team All-Big 12 honors. He started all 13 games, breaking his own school record, and ranked fifth nationally in uh, completion percentage, 71.7. Dude, he, he made Iowa State relevant the whole time he was there. Like, they were actually, like, somewhat relevant. Mm. I, I don't mind the pick. I don't really like the guy who Nate Sudfield very much, so I don't mind having this guy possibly as a backup, especially because he's accurate. Yeah. It's just going to be competition I, I, for the backup position. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we did. We're like, eh, seventh yeah. round, whatever. We're going to get a guy who isn't a terrible quarterback, mm-hmm. possibly back backup. Um, Lance, I don't really hate – I don't really have an issue with the pick for that reason. Um, I mean, late-round quarterbacks, normally you, they're not they're not much, but – Yeah. I mean, so, I, to me, Sudfield ain't much, so I don't mind having a quarterback. Drafting that. Plus, yeah. You know. I, I got to concur with Chris's thoughts. I mean, guy had his best year of interceptions was his best year of uh, touchdowns was in 2019. He had 27. After that, 19, then another 19. <clears throat> Never been over 10 picks for his career, which is nice. Four year starter, but I mean, I, you know, it, I feel like he's just competing for the backup spot. You know, if, if that, if not, he's just going to wind up on the practice squad. Like, it's nice to get drafted, but, you know, I, I don't foresee him doing much of anything. Uh, and I don't understand why Kyle went anywhere near the Iowa well. His last guy he drafted out of Iowa was C.J. Beathard. We all see how that bad got. Yeah. So I guess he figures – I guess he figures if I go to Iowa State, it's not going to be as bad, which I don't think that's going to make much hey, difference. That, uh, he's going to have to try to get along with Kittle. Kittle's an Iowa boy. So a little bit of a rivalry that's right fine, there. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, he'll probably, he'll probably embrace him right off the bat, you know. But, but I just when, – when I saw Brock Purdy, I was like, okay, you're Mr. Irrelevant. That's the only reason you were on TV. And he got drafted, so who really cares? Like, I'm not – I'm neither – I'm not impressed and I'm not upset either. It's just kind of like, eh, take the guy. He's a guy. Yeah. 
All right. Should we talk about the undrafted free agents we signed? Yes. All right. Well, Dion, go ahead and start it off, man. <laughs> I'm sure you you have it pulled up. I think I don't even remember all the free yeah, trying ones. to find it right now. The ones yeah, this, we didn't this. get the one I wanted anyway. Even though I think he go. should have been drafted, because but either way. Yep, I got it right here. Give me just a okay. second. I pulled it up. So we drafted a linebacker, Jeremiah Gimmel, six foot one, two twenty-five from North Carolina. Um, so let me take a look at it because we we signed fourteen UDFA, just flat out insane. Um, I don't know. I really don't understand why we just signed fourteen damn undrafted free agents, but maybe That's a just lot. To, maybe just to fill the holes because you know we. we you know how it is. You carry a, uh, a pretty, pretty good amount of people uh, in the off season, and then as training camp approaches, you know, cut days, things of that nature. So we signed Kevin Atkins, another defensive lineman. What a damn coincidence! Jeremiah Gimmel, uh, linebacker, six foot one, uh, two twenty five. Taylor Hawkins, safety, six foot one, two oh five, San Diego State. We have a guy named Quantrez Knight. Um, Fuck, that's a cool name. Yeah, no, 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 don't do that. Don't you do that. That's not cool. Your mama named you Quantrez. What the fuck was she thinking? Sorry. It's during draft time. It's better than than all the names that somebody puts the fucking letter D in. I don't care what nobody says. Keen Peel did it best. The names they had in their draft were fucking insane. So, Dude, is my favorite. You fall right into it. The only the only thing I like about Quantrez Knight is uh, he came from UCLA. Um, we have a wide receiver, Taysir Mack, six foot two, one ninety out of Pitt. Tay Martin, wide receiver, six foot three, uh, one eighty five out of Oklahoma State. Jordan Mason, another running back, five eleven, two twenty three out of Georgia Tech. And then we got Marcelino McCrary Ball, linebacker, six foot two fourteen out of Indiana. Then we have Sigun Olubi, another linebacker, six foot two, two twenty out of San Diego State. We have now, this guy. I expect to be a difference maker. Leon O'Neill Jr., safety, six foot one two ten out of Texas A and M. If you have not watched the film, oh my God. How do you go on draft? This, bro, I, I don't know. He's Sometimes I some really never know issues, how people right? go undrafted. I really don't. I really wonder what, like, and when issues, you look right? at the draft, nine times out of ten, when people are drafted, they're drafted from big, you know, big yeah. conference schools. It, they it really doesn't... don't draft lower conference players because they figured they didn't play against anyone. But this kid, is a difference maker. Like we're this tells me right now, Quasi Tar is gone. And there's no disrespect to Tart. I love him. I appreciate the things that he did for us while he was here. I do yeah. not hold him accountable for that that missed interception because he held himself accountable, unlike some jackass that wears number 10. But that's <laughs> a story for another day. But um Leon O'Neill Sr. is gonna be a baller. Oh yeah. <clears throat> this is the guy that you're talking about, uh, Christian, 
His name is Jason Pope, offensive lineman, six foot one, three hundred. He's Mercer. Man, that is a man child. Is that the one he that is, Kyle's going to be getting the ball to? <laughs> played, the man plays left guard, right guard, right tackle, left tackle, center, tight end. He played where you could line his ass up at slot receiver and he played. How do you? Yeah, so how does it? Overly versatile. He's got to make yo, the team being so, he, so versatile and yo, athletic. I can see him at replace Tomlinson. What about at center, dude? Always... Imagine a guy that that freaking athletic at center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the other guys we have, we have Sam Schulter. He's another offensive lineman. 6'6", 309 out of Minnesota. Um, go Golden Gophers. Uh, Garrett Watson. Uh, Garrett Walston, I apologize. Tight end, six foot four, two forty five, out of North Carolina. Probably just there for depth. Most likely will mm. not make the team. We I see a... no one beating out Ross the Boss, George Kittle, and/or Charlie Warner. Like if yeah, you man, wind not. up making a squad, you're just gonna be a practice squad guy, and that's the, all you're gonna the be. The tight end, the tight end draft is next, next, uh, next draft. Yeah. My school, my my alma mater is having two guys that could go in the first round next year. Okay, I know, I know, um, I'm I'm biased. But they're fucking insanely good, dude. No, that's okay. It's, it's, they're, what they're people don't understand unreal. is when you when you love when you love a college and you know the players, you can be biased because you already know what product you're selling to people. So that's yeah. okay. The difference is when you're just ridiculously biased on trash. Like dude. if you got a running, like I'm telling, I tell people all the time, I love UCLA, but Dorian Thompson Robinson is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is not. Yeah, he is not that good. I am so sorry for anyone who thinks he is, but yeah. you have been blinded, and you need to go ahead and check yourself. Oh, the last guy that we have is out of uh, out of uh, Arizona State, Donovan West, offensive lineman, six foot four, three hundred pounds. That's he can come in and compete for the center spot. I am going to tell you because I live in Arizona, I know a lot about Donovan West, and I've actually spoken to the young man before in person because. Every now and then, the bar that I go to where we watch games is on Mill Ave. Donovan West is a very, very good uh, football player. And I'm going to tell you right now, the young man can definitely come in and compete for that center spot. I think he winds up making the team. And I'm not saying it because I spoke with him. It's because I'm close enough to Arizona State where I can see these people in person anytime I want. What what was it like standing next to a guy that fucking large too? That's a big fucking human. I hate standing next to these big ass. Mo- I'm only five foot six. <laughs> yeah, people, you're so. you're a small that's guy, Dion, like, like, and a fucking six like, four, three hundred pounder dude. That's fucking huge. It is, but tell you right now, man, these dudes are jigsaw giants. Some of yeah. the nicest people in the world, bro. <laughs> Dion's like this. Yeah, it, it's always <laughs> weird for me to stand next to somebody who's like six four, six six, or six seven. It's like, good god. How's the air up there, fucking tall bastard? I hate you. You're so goddamn tall. It's, it's normal. But um, no, I, I'm going to tell you right now, looking at this list, Leon O'Neill, Jason Poe, and Donovan West have a real shot at making the squad. Uh, West, because of his, his center skills, uh, Poe, because of his versatility, and Leon O'Neill, I'm telling you right now, please, people out there, watch the film. He is going to light the league up. I like this pick. If he beats out Hufunga, that tells you something. 
But, I, I mean, you know, we we got a couple of linebackers. We got Jeremiah Gimmel. I, I have no idea who he is. We got uh, Segun Olubi um, from San Diego State. He, that, that last name sounds possibly Polynesian. Um, and I say possibly, so I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. uh, look, oh, Joe, you that's what I'm talking about, babe. I said gang in the house. Little guys, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, Chris, that's like, okay, calm down. Okay, Chris. You guys, like, look like my son at that height. <laughs> shit, Yo, Zach, how tall are you, Christian? 6'2. Me and Zach are probably the, the, the tallest guys in the I'm gonna I'm kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass dead in the shit. When you guys see, if you, when you guys actually see me in person, I'm a I'm I'm a pretty big guy. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna kick Christian right in the shit when I meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, You're like, uh. <laughs> hey, hey, you ain't six two now, are you? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, contrary, I'm, I'm gonna give you the old, um, the old freaking, um, what's his name? Oh, man, see, I did always blank names. Yeah, oh, Andre the Giant. There's Andre that. the Giant hammer fist. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was – and uh, I watched Young Rock. Andre the Giant was, was the gentle giant. He was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, they stack, they stack it low, my guy. <laughs> Bro, I can't. I fucking can't with Joey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't isn't uh, isn't Bono about five six? And didn't they make a, a an episode about uh, uh, he was carved Bono, out of yeah, being a, a little shit? Dude, yeah. Bono's a short little guy like you guys. Didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they make a? Didn't they make a South Park episode where you were molded out of shit, being that short? Bono? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want South Park. So I could say. <laughs> but those are our free agent, uh, our our UDFAs. Um, but w- w- what I'll tell you is, is as I previously stated, Leon O'Neill, Jason Poe, and I believe Donovan West have probably the best chance at possibly making the squad and, uh, you know, not being cut with that first cut, um, technically speaking, uh, for, for us just because of what they bring to the table. Poe, that versatility, Leon, his gang, and uh, – Donovan West because of the possibility of, you know, Alex Mack, you know, playing with everybody's damn emotions on whether he wants to retire or not. Because they're like, oh, well, Alex Mack, everybody's like, Alex Mack is coming back. No, this motherfucker ain't solidified nothing. I ain't heard nothing from his own. I, I, heard need, I need Alex Mack to come out and say, I am not going to retire, 49er fans. Mm-hmm. I will be here. You know what I mean? Can we talk about how the Eagles fucking dominated the draft and then dominated – did pretty damn good in un, in the free in the undrafted free agents too. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right they now. They freaking dominated the, the draft Eagles, and then and then go and sign, no, hold on. Go ahead, Ian. Go ahead. They have no business losing that division, dude. It's they, the NFC least. They, they drafted so freaking good, and then they go and freaking get the, one of the be- they go and get the best kick returner, punt returner coming out of college as an undrafted free agent. I'm like, dude, how do you have that good of a draft, and then you get I was hoping that like maybe the Niners would get lucky and either draft him or, or sign him as a, a this is this when you drafted. But I'm talking about freaking um, Britton Covey out of Utah. Just watch that guy return punts and kicks. He's like I think he's like five six, five five, 
Okay. But he dude, he runs like he runs like a four four three, four two. You said his name is what? Britton Covey. Watch his film returning. Oh, oh Covey. Watch that. Watch did you see that okay, freaking I thought kickoff you said return? Covey. Did, and I was, oh, no. <laughs> fall the fuck out. Are you saying his name Britton Covey? Yeah, Cubby. Did, did, did you see him? Did you see him? His kick return in the Rose Bowl, dude. Did you see his kick return in the Rose Bowl where he literally fucking side shifted like three guys on his way to the end zone? No, like, but let's see. You said uh, C O V. Is it C O V E Y? Yeah. Like, watch the one. Watch the one um, in the Rose Bowl, and then watch the punt return against Oregon. Um, not in the Pac-12 championship, but in the regular season when we played him. I was at that game. I've ne- all the games I've ever – I've been to a lot of games at Rice Echo Stadium. I've never heard the stadium pop. Then when he re- – he re- so he returned a punt for a touchdown as time was expiring going into halftime. It was fucking insane. Let's see. Like, I got a 97-yard kick return for a touchdown. See I got that. it, man. And John, you got it? Okay. Yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. Dude, yeah. he, he's got he's got some insane, insane highlights. highlights. The fact the that fact he didn't get drafted. Dwayne Haskins. Uh, boom. I was, I was at the game, by the way. Oh, shit. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Tell, tell oh. Guys. Go! Oh. Yeah. Damn. Dude, dude, dude he's... he's been doing, been that, doing since that since he's been, been, been wow. Like pick if if you can pull up his punt his punt return against Oregon uh, at Rice Eccles Stadium. Oh my God! Yeah, that that kid I, is how bad. he went undrafted. I don't know, but the Eagles literally got themselves a fucking dog who's going to probably <sighs> return at least one punt and one right. kickoff this year. Let's see real quick, and he's pretty good. He's like Wes Ooh. Walker catching the ball too. Why is he doing that? Hold on. It's just because huh? he's he's tiny. There he goes. Okay. Let's see. Is it this one? Yeah. I was at this game too. Damn. Ooh, he hit that edge. Telling you guys, he's so nice. fast. <laughs> Dude, we probably Cow, the, man. We probably had the sickest like one game jerseys in universe. When yep. he hit that edge, he's gone. Okay. Dude, I've yeah. never I've never heard the stadium pop that loud. Good luck to the wow. Dallas Cowboys, the, yep. the Washington Commanders, oh, and the, the, the and the, the failed New York football giants. They just if you ask me, and I don't care how biased this is, if you ask me, the 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 Eagles got themselves the best returner in the league now, and he's going to be a rookie. I mean, he's yeah, that's, that that, that's insane what he can do. You can make but a the highlight thing is, reel. Of you got to remember as well, not very not very many kickoffs get returned because of the rule that's and true. where they're doing it, and then at the same time, these punchers they hang that shit. That, that you it, they get so high, man, that it yeah. doesn't even like you have no time to try to make a return unless somebody shanks the shit out of it. But with his skills and his speed, oh yeah, you better what? better tackle him. Yeah. You being, better not being miss small. If you miss, you're gonna miss big because he's gonna make you pay. 
being, so, being as small as he is plays to his advantage when he's returning kicks, though, because, I, dude, I swear to God, I've seen him squeeze through holes to, to get a return, yeah, like squeeze two tiny, tiny spaces that you wouldn't, Bro, most look, big guys wouldn't get through. I'm telling you right now, five foot six versus six foot four, I'm going to murder you. The reason mm-hmm. being, you're going to be up here trying to tackle me, and I'm down here. You got to get low to get to me. And if you get low and get into my area, it makes my life that much easier because yeah. I have a better chance of being able to, to break you in any way I want to. You know, when, whereas if, I, if we're right around the same height, you're 6'4 and I'm 6'2 or something to that effect, it would definitely be the case. Dude, he, yeah, he's, he's, so <laughs> it's funny that Joey says that because he, he literally <laughs> Covey makes Covey makes a lot of jokes like he he was he's um you know Mormon so he freaking went on a mission so he was at the University of Utah for like a really really long time yeah and like so he played he was like it took he was there for a long time because he took two years off mm-hmm. he literally made a commercial on the ESPN um like Utah's ESPN uh the radio show. <laughs> about getting people to like sign up for in like some kind of insurance or something. And uh he he like made a joke about him getting his retirement and all that shit because he's been with the team so long and his hair is receding and shit. This he's, young man is in his twenties and he looked like he about 35, 40. <laughs> but he's, I think he's like 24, 25. Yeah, bro. They, this dude he looked like he about 35, 40. It's I I I'm looking at the hairline right now and He's one of those kids. His hairline started receding early, and mm-hmm. it's probably hereditary. Yep. And there's nothing he's going to be able to do about it. But yeah, the, the Eagles did steal the draft. But um, I mean, overall, not going to lie, we did an okay job with the draft. I'd probably give us a, a C, C minus, C plus, if yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm about that. Yeah, C minus, C plus. I'll probably go C, and then we. You, in in a, in a literal sense, and then in a um, figurative sense, see because that's where I'm at now, and then we're gonna also see how good these guys are, and maybe it'll go exactly, up. and then we can have a better judgment. When, <laughs> exactly, when, you know, after yeah. we get a couple of reports from LTAs and a few things from training camp to to give us a better idea of who's making it, who's not. Um, exactly. The one thing that I did want to touch on was the BS being kicked out there that. Trey Lentz underwhelmed the, uh, yeah. the, the, the coaching <laughs> we, staff. People don't believe everything that you hear. And, uh, and I'm sorry for content creators out there, for me to you, don't saturate your channel with the BS. Don't. Like, don't waste your time with that. I know that everybody has their own idea and they want to do their own thing, but you don't need to saturate your channel with the lie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. There's no point to even like, – you really going to trust some random person that said that he like everybody is trying to beat Trey Lance down at every chance they Dude, get. They're I feel so bad to, for that kid. It's like they're forcing us to want to take 10 back. And we have no reason to. At the end of the day, the, the simplest thing that can be done is for them to publicly back Trey instead of continuing to kiss 10's ass every five minutes. Oh well, you know we're fully prepared to, to to take your salary on it. He's too good of a player for us to cut, and you know we love him. He's a great guy. Look, let me tell you something. Why don't you go and hang out and just be handsome? Go be a model or something. You know you're a handsome dude. You can go be a model. 
you know, Kittle will still wear your shirts and help you out with your gigs. You know, you don't <laughs> need to be here with us. I need you to pass a physical and get the fuck on with your life. Well, that's huge. We don't need him here. We don't want him here. Mm-hmm. It's very exactly. simple. Trade Lance didn't underwhelm anybody. And when you hear negative things about Trade Lance, it's people trying to make a headline because they have nothing else to talk about. But that's what's annoying about the whole negative stuff because people latch on to the negative way more. So yeah. what I mean by that is people will latch on that, that that they said that there's been he's been underwhelming, but then just completely ignore that our tight end said that he reminds him of Josh Allen. Yep. Um and, They'll completely uh, ignore that the first touchdown of the season was thrown by him. They'll completely ignore when we were getting our ass handed to us by Green Bay, who gave us a shot in the arm and the dude, score before the half was up. All, They'll completely ignore do... that the man literally did a, 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 a 360 in a game from first half to second half. First half against the Houston Texans, he was ass. Second half against the Houston Texans, he wound up kicking uh, their ass. Dude, that, like, that these throw, things that people seem to forget. That touchdown mm-hmm. throw to Debo is one of the, I think, of just in the NFL in general, one of the, the coolest, most like, I really nicest throws I've seen too. all season. But like you don't, yeah. you don't see those freaking throws all practice because we've like the leaked footage of him making those kind of throws, and then say, and then try to say that the, the coaching staff's underwhelmed. Like bullshit. Yeah. Like his teammates are freaking wowed. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when you hear what George Kittle was talking about. George Kittle's watching him make these throws, and he's like, "Oh my god, this guy's insane." Mm-hmm. And then he goes and and freaking makes a comparison to who I would say is the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Josh I Allen agree. is that fucking good. I agree. He's insane because he can literally throw the ball as good as any quarterback in the league right now. Like Aaron Rodgers quality good right now. He, oh, and then, I got then, one. and then he'll go run the fucking right through your ass and you ain't going to even you know, know what the fuck hit you when he does. I got one more thing. Shout yes. out to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Shout out to the Green Bay Packers. These motherfuckers went deep with their first two picks. Never Dude, fails. Hey, never fails. Rogers, Rogers, in, Rogers wasn't the even best mad. Receiver in the league. You traded Devontae Adams, and you had the nerve, the unmitigated call, the stupid express words, to not go get that man any fucking hey. help. Let's be fair. Rodgers is going to make Watson the fucking rookie of the year. Come on, guys. Let's, he is. Going what to. I'm telling you is, here, here's the thing. There were some viable receivers ahead of Watson. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, when you smack Aaron Rodgers in the face like that, he, he did came it like, off the, I'm going to tell you right now, he, he can't complain he said, anymore. Look, he took all the damn money. And that, that's part though. of the issue. He took the money. So yeah. you took all the money. You didn't allow Devontae to get paid because he definitely looked for a big bag that he damn we deserved every fucking penny. But they didn't even – they still looked at you and hey, said, we drafted well, your replacement even though your replacement is hot garbage and he could throw a football to save his life. And then, by the way, we are not going to draft you a replacement for the best receiver currently in the game. We're just going to draft a couple of defensive guys because we're over the cap and we're probably going to need to cut a couple okay. of these dudes. To to be as much as I hate Green Bay, to be fair, how many of these top receivers that went actually fit to what Rodgers likes to do? Not you know what? Okay, no, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish. Okay, the first like top receiver, most of the first top receivers that did get drafted are all like burners. They're more 
like you look at both the Ohio State guys, they're like you throw the ball deep and they get open. Like they're how many like tough routes did they run? They would burn everybody, get wide open, and then CJ Stroud would just float the ball to them. That's kind of how their offense was. And then you have like uh the one out of Alabama. You just throw the ball up to him and he goes and gets it. Like these guys are just going and getting wide open. When you think about like what we saw from Christian Watson, especially like in the senior bowl and all that stuff, he was running short, shallow routes. He was, you know, running routes. Like that's the kind of receiver Rogers likes anyways. So if I'm going to be fair to green Bay, as good as some of these top receivers are, Watson's probably more going to be more like, um, you know, Devonte Adams than the other guys are where the other guys are going to be like, I'm just going to go and burn everybody and get wide open. I'm going to make one move and get a deep post or whatever. That's freaking well, Rodgers wants somebody who can run around everybody, like, you know, run routes around everybody. The thing for me is you have Christian Watson, Amari Rodgers, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard. You're not going to the Super Bowl with that receiving court. You never gave Rodgers a chance. You never gave Amari Rodgers a chance. You actually sat him in favor of Randall, Randall Cobb, who's hot garbage. He's, he's cooked already. Mm-hmm. And then you let Valdez Scantling walk. You traded Devontae Adams. And you think Alan Lazar is about to magically no. morph into Jordy fucking Nelson? But like, it's not going to work. But what, what I'm saying is, you don't need to be a specific type of receiver when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I know. Makes, I was just he makes players better. He I was really saying, I'm not going to disrespect him to say I he's not a good saying, quarterback, yeah. but he makes players better. I was just saying that the receiver that I know Rodgers would probably prefer because he's going to make he's going to make he's going to make um, the receiver better regardless. Yeah, but if you get him a guy that. He's not just looking good because of Aaron, but he's helping Aaron. That's the kind of guy Aaron wants, and a guy that can run routes and get open. Mm-hmm. I, watch, watch freaking Watson be freaking rookie of the year, and then Green Bay look smart as fuck because they just drafted another mid round receiver who's a fucking dog. As much as I hate Green Bay, watch, watch it happen. Watch freaking the two of them hook up and freaking Watson get rookie of the year and be better than all the receivers that went before him. All the guys that went in the top 10, 11 we picks. got Aaron Rodgers, so he, he has no reason why he shouldn't be. I mean, look, dude, of all the receivers, only one of them helped their draft stock during all, yeah. the, all the stuff. All yeah, the was senior ball, everything. Yeah, listen, I think he's going to be – just because he has Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be good. But, I mean, watch him get rookie of the year over all these freaking offensive rookies mm-hmm. that are supposed to be really damn good. Mm-hmm. And – him and him and freaking watch freaking him help Rodgers get MVP, and then watch him get Rookie of the Year, <laughs> and watch Rodgers do all of that and still and then get beat by Trey Lance in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's gonna happen way to if, if the if, way to if the Niners are playing Green Bay in the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. It's, it's a given. A we're gonna win. Yep. It's automatic yep. when we play them in the playoffs. They lose. Everyone knows yep. it. He's and a, anybody who wants block. to argue that, 
can go back and look at the previous years that we played them with the goddamn playoffs. And we and it doesn't, we it doesn't matter. Whoop they ass. Yeah, it doesn't even matter though we in what beat way. Them by much in this last one, they still got their ass handed to them because they was in their house in the frozen tundra and still couldn't do nothing. I was just going to say, it doesn't matter in what type of weather, where, or whatever. We still whoop that ass. Every time. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, because Rodgers is such a diehard Niners fan, he has a mental block. When he plays the Niners in the playoffs, he can't beat him. He might. That, that's, yeah. he, might, he might just be one of them people. You can't tell me he's like, not because there's never been a – I mean, there's. I mean, the funny thing is both Niner fan quarterbacks have tried so fucking hard to get a chance to fucking put on the red and gold. But not yeah. not just Rogers. Brady's has been Brady's tried more multiple times too. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was, back when we had Cap, Cap wanted to play for Green Bay because he was in Wisconsin for well, a bit. He, well, he's a, he, he's a Niner fan too, Cap. He was yeah. But he but he at that point in time, the narratives being put out that you know you had two guys who wanted to play for you know each other's team. Oh yeah, that makes sense. They, they, were, mm-hmm. they were you know basically playing against each other. Although Cap murdered the shit out of his that I don't care what nobody says. That touchdown <laughs> run fucking get saved. Just to mm-hmm. watch all of the players just stop and go, damn. Who Kaepernick? He got yeah. Dude, it's like watching a fucking horse race. Yep. Joey said Aaron Rodgers doing his best to keep the 49ers as the best franchise in the league. <laughs> Dude, we'd have the most fucking Super Bowls if we didn't blow both of those fucking things. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But we also would have uh, won a Super Bowl if we had just fucking let Brady come and play with us when he left uh left the Patriots. Uh, in twenty nineteen? Yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah. Um Ooh, check that out. Um anyways, uh I think we're gonna end it right there. Um you know thanks again chat for uh tuning in and um going over the draft with us tonight. Really appreciate it. We're trying to go to get to 500 followers. If we do, we'll give away a, a, a 49ers jersey. Um, we're going to start doing this thing now because I want to get up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're getting there. We've only yeah. been doing it a year. so we're Oh, yeah, there. for sure, dude. You know, we're going to just keep hustling and grinding. Um, if you haven't yet, go over to Dion's page, Niner Gang Podcast, and hit that subscribe button, too. We all really appreciate it. We love doing 49er content for you guys. Sure. Um, but other than that, guys, uh, I think that'll do it. And until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Niners.